This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. listening to the cat's meow podcast on the detroit is different podcast network what's going on everybody welcome to the cat's meow we got nicole back with us and we have Lashawn and tawana peterson jackson owners of peterson jackson real estate professionals and today we're just going to talk about a couple of things one thing is their business because they do a lot of phenomenal things in the city of detroit when it comes to real estate or in the state of michigan when it comes to real estate and i know i've given them a shout out and I talk about them, so I was very happy that they were able to come on today. And then the other thing that we're going to talk about is relationships. We all know that's a juicy topic, and everybody likes to talk about relationships. But I really feel like they can give us a lot more perspective and all of that kind of stuff because they've been married in lesbian years, about 50 years, and they're business partners, and they have a family. And that's official, you know, so we want to – Here's some good things, some bad things, some advice and all of that stuff from them about, you know, life and everything and how you've gotten to this wonderful point. So thank you for being on. Thank we you. Appreciate thank, you thank, having you. Us. thank you for having us. We appreciate this. You always are so supportive of us, of us Sharon and Nicole, and we really appreciate that. You know, I, I be you guys trying. are showing us so much love. Absolutely. Yeah. Support our people. Got to. Yeah. Yes. Got to. So. Welcome back to Nicole, because we know you you was Thank on mommy you. duty last yes, week. Yes, yes, She didn't think a four-year-old could sit in here. I, do you think a four-year-old could sit in here? Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> Absolutely Every, not. Everybody was upset, like, where is Nicole? And I'm like, she on mommy duty. I know, so, I know. You know. I missed everybody. I missed letting everybody know how wonderful the Janelle Monet concert was. was it, it was good? Ama- it was so good. Okay. I got I got the black girl juice earrings on, because she, she gave me a little bit of stage. Yeah. I got the juice. Yeah, it was it was great. It was yeah. wonderful. That's what's up. Yeah, so I'm happy to be back, especially with these lovely ladies. So yes, let's get started. Oh, yeah. let me see your nail color. I think we can. Yeah, girl, check it out. Yeah, how that happened? How did? Should have. It's split summer. Them. It's no, no, nope, y'all shouldn't have. We right where we need to be. All right. Nail we just polish. getting started. Is it the same color? Yeah, almost. It's almost, it's almost yeah. there. Summer Great minds think alike. Yeah, summer okay. you want really bright colors like orange, right. red, you know, yeah. yellow, <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah, even white sometimes. But long as y'all nails aren't long. Yeah, see, let me see your hands. Her nails. Too I, I haven't yeah. had my manicure yeah, yet because I'm going out of town. <laughs> yeah, I'm see. trying to be fresh. Lesbian with polish. long nails scare me. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know about relationships? <laughs> the first advice: cut, cut your, your damn nails. nails. Cut yes. your nails. 
Lesbian yes. world, cut your nails. Yeah. Cut those well, I'm nails. saving them. I'm MOC. I'm going to fix myself. No, I'm tomorrow. talking about you can't be walking around with nails like Nicole now. No, oh, heck, But, then you, you, but you can learn, you. though. You know, you can. No, I'm not I mean, doing that. It's okay for you, Nicole. I don't even understand how y'all do that. They're going to let you use nails. your nails anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Remotely coming at you like it's about to come at you. You don't want a cat. Hell no. But you can do it. Let me. Is this a? Is this PG or? No, we can say whatever. Okay, all right. I'm just saying to use the balls of your finger. You know. Oh my goodness. Go get me start. You gave me Hennessy. Anything can be said today. Sharon is spreading libations around the studio. Yes, we, yes. we, we do have Hennessy. And Joe Black got a big <laughs> bottle of something silver over there. Joe Black's not okay. Joe Black is sober. <laughs> today. 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 I see y'all. Well, I ain't about to get a secret. I can't video. be. I can't be part of the town foolery. <laughs> Someone has to keep us on track. And the chicanery, not today. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I want to talk about y'all business because I follow y'all and I see all the stuff y'all do, and um. It seems like every week or twice a week, y'all have sold a house and somebody's getting a great basket <laughs> and all of that. And I'd be like, oh, my God. And, you know, you go around and you show houses, and I think you work with investors as far as rental properties and stuff like that. So if you could just enlighten us a bit about your business and what you're doing, kind of, you know, what made you all get into that. Okay. So for me, I've been, all, I've been in my own home since I was 19 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember growing up, uh, one of the proudest moments of my grandparents' life was watching them burn their mortgage. And it was like in 1976. Wow. You know, we they had a big party. Everybody came over and, you know, they set fire to their mortgage papers. And it was like the proudest moment of their lives. And I was like, oh, I want to feel like that. Mm-hmm. So it was always expected of us to grow up and buy a house because I didn't, no one in my family rented. Everybody owned their own home. Okay. So, when I was 19, I bought my first house, and I've had, I've had my own home ever since. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I also pushed all my siblings to get their own homes as well. So, all of us, and it is eight of us, own our own homes. Wow. So That's huge. Yeah. So, and I am way older than 19 now, and I probably, what's this? My, I probably owned at least 12 houses in my life and lived wow. in like four of them. Okay. So, I mean, it's something that I believe in mm-hmm. and I just not, I, I want it for everybody. Not just my family, your mm-hmm. family, her family, everybody family. I want black people to own something. Okay. And now in Detroit, the numbers are dwindling. And I, and I just read an article on it where they were talking about how the numbers are dwindling for black home ownership in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And I just don't want to see that happen to our people. Right. I want us to rediscover the dream of being a homeowner because ever since the crash, we've been afraid. Mm-hmm. And I want people to know there's nothing to be afraid of. If you can pay rent, you can own a home. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, that's why we give the home ownership classes. That's why we do all the one-on-one -on -one counseling. I'll talk to anybody anytime about buying a house. Okay. And, you know, and they don't have to buy it from us. Lord knows they should. But <laughs> I just want to see our people in homes again. Right. And to own something and something to pass down from generation to generation. Okay. She answered it. She answered it? Yeah, okay. She so, answered it for me. Excuse me, I'm sorry. I, 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 think, I'm sorry. I think that's powerful because that's what, one of the things I wrote down before um, I even wanted to ask you was the importance in our culture of, of ownership. Like, mm -hmm. we, from the beginning of time, didn't own our own bodies, yet our parents, a lot of us came from the South, as far as our families, and to own homes and to build and to work together um, is, is key. And you, so you've had that. And we talk a lot, Sharon, now about gentrification. You yes. know, and the fact that a lot of people from outside of the city don't know what it took for our people, our parents, our families to own those homes in a lot of racism and oppression. And so you all are talking about not only keeping our land, our land, but our families and our communities together. That is the epitome yes. of what y'all talking about. Right. And I, I feel like it's a sense of urgency. Like we don't we only have so, so much time to get this done. Yeah. You know, gentrification is here. It's not going anywhere. So we are still in the area of affordability right now. But five years from now, I don't yeah. know if we're going to be able to afford to buy these homes in Detroit. Right. So I feel like I'm fighting time by trying to get people into homes. Because I feel like that we're going to start seeing the homelessness that's happening on the West Coast. If, if you've ever traveled to L.A., mm -hmm. Portland, or... Um, <clears throat> Seattle or any of those cities, you see these massive tent cities, families yeah. getting up, getting dressed out of tents, yeah. go, you know, going to their middle class jobs, jobs mm -hmm. like you and I have, you mm -hmm. know, they're going to work in business suits out of tents. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just, because they can't afford housing. And I feel like that that's going to happen to us. So I work with a sense of urgency and purpose for our people because I feel like it's coming here. Everybody is buying in Detroit because the housing is affordable and they know that it's shooting up. You mm -hmm. know, and they know we are surrounded by the largest body of fresh water in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have major disasters here. Right. It, is, it gets cold. It's flat land, too. And it's flat yeah. land. Yeah. We don't have major disasters. We have a, a snowstorm. That's not a major disaster, though. It is we have a snowstorm. It. It's just not a major disaster. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, I, I mean, no matter what, we could you could survive here for the next couple hundred years. So this is the area that, as the what they call it, global warming gets worse, mm -hmm. as the water supplies dries up, mm -hmm. and as the ocean comes in on the east and the west coast, this yeah. is where they're going to be it's coming. Right here, so yeah. they are buying the property; they're putting down their roots. So we got to do the same thing. So what do you think people's apprehension is about home ownership? People are afraid of the crash again, mm -hmm. of what happened in 2008. But it's not, what happened in 2008 was a once in a lifetime, I mean, it was a once in the world type thing. And 
the type of loans that they were writing back then and the type of the no documentation loans, the interest only loans and all the craziness that they were doing back then, they're not doing that now. They're not allowed to do that. They're not allowed so to we do did that. Learn from that uh, the US economy learned the mistakes. The banking mm -hmm. industry learned their mistake. Mm -hmm. um, one thing is a fear. The other one is they just don't know. People don't know. They think they can. If you have generations of renters, mm -hmm. it's hard for a person to go out and say, I want to buy a home because you've never experienced that. If your parents haven't owned a home, your grandparents never owned. Mm -hmm. um, that is why we work so closely with first-time home buyers. I speak to them all day, all night. You know, we have one-on-one -on -one sessions, we'll do classes, we'll explain to them that this is something you can do. Mm -hmm. It's not something that's out of reach. If you can afford to pay every month for an apartment, you can afford to pay every month to a mortgage and you will own that. Yeah, and another fear yeah. is the maintenance on a home. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm. And being that home ownership is cheaper than rent, and I tell people, you, you set aside a little fun in case something goes wrong. Absolutely. You know, you put up 100 bucks a month because your rent is going to be cheaper than what you pay in the house note. Mm -hmm. For a $150,000 house, you may have a $1,000 house note. Mm. Okay, so you put the difference up on what you was paying in rent, and you save that and for emergencies. But rarely is there an emergency that will come up in your house that will, like, break the bank. But you just have to be prepared. When you get your income tax return, you just put that money away mm -hmm. you know it's only something you have to save once I tell everybody have like a $5,000 savings but I can't imagine anything that can go wrong with the house that'll cost you 5000 besides the basement collapsing or maybe roof. your roof collapsing yeah. and you'll know the, the we try to make sure you have a quality roof before mm -hmm. you even buy the house right. but a lot of people are, are afraid of maintaining the home and we try to you know talk to people about that and we try to make sure that the people also buy quality homes yeah. or okay. a home that they can handle and mm -hmm. we try to grow our network as well. Um, mm -hmm. We know and work with um, a lot of uh, contractors in the city. Uh, we know um, inspectors and appraisers, and you just you introduce folks mm -hmm. to what they would need. You know, here's an affordable roofer. Here's where you go if you have a plumbing issue. You know, you don't let your house get to the point where it's so badly maintained you can't catch up. Right. You know, it's just something like you have, you take care of it. You take care of your car. People go to Jack's every week and get the car cleaned out and mm -hmm. washed. And in a house is the exact same thing, way you have to take care of it. Right. That's good. You yeah. know, and, and for me, because I watch, like I said, I watch what y'all do. And I, I think DJ Envy from The Breakfast Club posted a mm -hmm. picture of this house. Mm -hmm. he, did you post that? I posted that. Mm -hmm. And I saw that, and it was just the nicest house. It was a nice size, and he was just bragging. And I got, I love DJ Envy in the breakfast. Mm -hmm. so I got pissed off. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, God damn it, I grew up here. Mm -hmm. I'm paying all this rent. You way in New York just balling up off the city. Right. And I don't like that. So another thing about what you said about, like, the upkeep has always been my apprehension. Because I'm like, something break. I can just call the landlord. Y'all fix it. I don't have to worry about it. And now I think because I'm getting older, my mindset is changing. I would like to have a house that I could take care of and do what the hell I want to do with it. I would like to have houses that I can put people in and do what I need to do with it because I just feel like it's good. Um, it's a good investment. Um, so now y'all got me thinking and, you know, I might figure out what I need to do to go ahead and get my life together so that I can do that. 
But definitely the upkeep was one of the things that scared me, you know. But just like you said, you call a landlord to come out and fix it. You call your maintenance man. You call, you call your plumber. Mm-hmm. Hey, come fix this. Mm-hmm. You know, I make phone calls all the time. Oh, my door not broke. I you don't know. fix anything. Out <laughs> of all the 30 years I've been owning a house, I uh-huh. have not fixed anything. Okay. I always figure out a way to get it done. Right. And just, I feel like, like buying a house is like being a parent. You'll figure it out mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. you yeah. want to be successful. You figure Absolutely. it out. Mm-hmm. You, you research things. You you buy books. You look at home. You got YouTube home now. And garden channel or whatever, and mm-hmm. you sit and up YouTube, and watch you that. Learn and to YouTube. Do anything off YouTube. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I was talking to Tawana about gardening, telling her that I want to get into that. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, too, you know, now that I'm getting older, a lot of the things that I want to do are inside of the house. Mm-hmm. I'm not really interested in going out to the club and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you're renting, it's like things that I want to do, and I'm like, well can't fucking do that because it's not my house or i want to put this nice backspace out in the back you get older and you want to do things to your house that you can't do if it's not your house so you know that's one of the things that's starting to happen because again it's a lot of things that i prefer to do at home versus just being on the streets because i'm getting older um so yeah yeah the young people are buying now yes Yes. the 20 year olds yes Um, yes they are we sold a house recently to a couple and they're 23 Yes, Um, we work with another couple that's 23. Yes, we are. So they're realizing that why should I pay rent when I can just buy something and sell it and get the profit when I leave? Mm -hmm. Because your income will go up, your house note will stay the same. Mm -hmm. And here's another thing. There are so many investors from all around the world that's buying here in Detroit. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, we have more investor clients than we have local clients. The investor clients are betting on us not buying houses. Wow. That's their strategy. That's their strategy, that we won't become homeowners. Mm -hmm. So it's very profitable for them. You know, Mm -hmm. they're betting that we're not going to do it. I just saw an article in the, I want to say Detroit, Free Press of Detroit News, and they talked about the issue with squatters. Oh, that's serious. And talked about that it was over, I want to say 3,000 squatters within Mm -hmm. Detroit. Mm -hmm. We know that that's a problem in my mother's neighborhood. That's a huge, huge issue, right? Mm -hmm. But the thing is, how can we teach or how can we remedy that without putting them into these homeless shelters because for me I work with a lot of women who are sexual assault or domestic violence and so they need the homeless shelters Mm -hmm. but yet these people are doing something illegal and they're hurting you something that that you all do as far as your business so like these are african-american mostly and so people are coming in and I think the only reason it's quote unquote issue even though it's been an issue in our communities especially for people like my mother who is paying taxes and all of these things lived there for 20 30 years mm-hmm. what do you think or what do you say when people obviously have this notion to want to help the the community or talk about the issues with squatters when we know as Detroiters that this is a problem like what do you say in regards to something like that when you all are trying to have a business to make people like me in our thir- 20s and 30s um, have houses yet it's people that's been there for a long time? Would you say, like, them going to your classes would help? 
to not be a squatter or, or to, to try to learn how to because some some people bought back their house for a thousand dollars but they lost it because Again. of the tax mm -hmm. issues yeah you get what i'm saying and, and so my thought with that and um a lot of people think it's a t terrible thought but squatters want to live for free mm -hmm. period i don't so they say do, a lot of them do not have financial hardship issues. Uh, exactly. Some of them just don't want to pay. And, and then you have the ones who have, let's say they have this, what is it, social security disability payment where you may be making a 700 or so dollars a month. We have infrastructure in place in this area, Section 8 vouchers, DHS vouchers. Yeah. Um, you can go to more. a HUD. Well, it, it, even not in Detroit. Mm -hmm. There's Inkster, there's Ypsilanti, there are other cities that offer these same programs. And this is where I have a problem with my views because people want to say, well, the house is empty, it should be okay for anyone to live there. And, and I don't feel no. that way. Because, because someone owns it. If somebody owns it, it, whether it's the city, whether it's the bank, whether it's uh, uh, the, the county treasurer, someone owns that property. And it's not okay for you to kick the door in and I'm going to live here. Because so every situation I've went to where there's a squatter, the house looks terrible. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're squatting and you're making this pretty. You know, you're squatting and creating a problem. Yeah. The, in the Detroit News article, it's a picture with a dog on the roof barking down and they're squatting. You know, that's not cool. You know, that's not something that if I'm paying rent or if I own my home, I want to open the door and see that. Right. And in your mother's neighborhood where there are squatters, that's a problem. Call the police. Mm -hmm. Get them out. Get them out. I would rather have the house boarded up nicely and the grass cut versus having someone in there with no power, no water, and I'm smelling feces every day. Right. But that, that's my thought, you yeah. know. And for me, I think that we can offer more programs to get low-income people housing. People on SSI get, let's say, they get $800 a month. Mm -hmm. That is not enough money to live. No. It's not. That no. is not enough money to live. Mm -hmm. So we need more low-income housing. Yeah. Detroit has vast areas where there is nothing. Mm -hmm. Build some houses for disabled people on SSI. Right. You know what I'm saying? Get them somewhere to live. I mean, we have to provide for those that are less fortunate. Now, also, we have to provide for young mothers, like the young mother, who the baby who died in the basement mm -hmm. yeah. full of water. Yeah. You know, she said that she didn't want to live with her parents. I mean, how did this young lady fall through the cracks? How did right. this baby die? How did this baby end up drowning in a basement full of shit? Right. That's right. the most horrible death you can imagine. How could that happen in a civilized society? We right. have to look at ourselves and determine, how is this happening? Right. You know, so we need, and, and I know that the government don't want to pay for more social services, but we need this, you mm -hmm. know? But squatting is not the answer because you have people who spent their hard earned earn money on these homes. And I have watched 
some of our clients renovate these houses like fully and get ready to move their families in and when they go to move-in day someone else is living in their house they moved all the way they moved all came in changed the locks and moved all the way in and then then they want you to well i have rights you do not have rights in the city of detroit that's crazy but we had to actually change the law now elsewhere in the state you may have squatter rights but elsewhere in the state they don't have a squatter problem right but but it's going to get worse because like i said gentrification is here to stay Mm -hmm. housing costs are going to skyrocket and it's just not going to be affordable housing Mm -hmm. we have to prepare ourselves as the people for what's coming and like i said i work with a sense of urgency and purpose for this day it's coming we have to get ready and that's what it sounds like you two are doing. And that's yeah. why we love working with you all. Because it's one thing to buy up a whole bunch of properties, which people do. Mm-hmm. But it's a thing to know about our culture, mm-hmm. know about the sense of the importance of this city and the mm-hmm. people. Right. And in Educate. fact, I heard about that little baby. And I yeah. heard about everything that happened. And you all know all of the bits and pieces mm-hmm. from the business to the networking to the classes. So I just want to say thank you, you know, and it it makes it even better that you're a part of our culture on so many different levels. But Mm -hmm. um, that just was a lot of education that people did not know. And I call us. Yes. And I, and I, and let me tell you, I, we were in Highland Park the other day, mm-hmm. and Detroit can learn a lot from Highland Park. Mm-hmm. Highland Park is a, a what they call a low-income, depressed city. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you about those people. Those are some proud people, mm-hmm. and I bet you Highland Park don't have a squatter problem. We went to look at a house mm-hmm. in Highland Park. We were there. We wasn't there five minutes. The whole neighborhood rolled up on us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were coming in cars. They had babies in strollers. Oh, for real? They were old. They were young. They had their red cups in their hand. They what are y'all who, doing in this house? Okay. Yeah. Who are you? Who are you? That is great. Yeah. Okay. So they care about the neighborhood. They care about their neighborhood and they watch out for each other. So let me right. let me ask you this: gentrification in Highland Park has that happened yet? Is it starting? Well. According to the guy we talked to him yesterday, he's like, you know, I got a white neighbor. And he five those off the corner. They watching it. Okay. He's like, yeah, they coming. And Dan Gilbert owned five houses, he said, on his block. In Highland Park. Mm. In Highland Park. That's what they say. Okay. I, we don't know if that's true But you know, Highland they, Park has the most beautiful homes. If you Park has some good houses. They, they, they are amazing houses. They do. Yeah, I, I, I like Highland Park. It's a really good city. Yeah. And just to even drive down Woodward to get to Detroit, you're going through Highland Park absolutely. and you see yeah. some absolutely amazing things. They have some good so, houses. But those people care, and that's what we have to do. Mm-hmm. We have to care. We have to watch out for each other. Mm-hmm. I have to protect your house like it's my house. Right. You know what I'm saying? I shouldn't. They. I feel like anybody on that block can go to England for a year and their house going to be that, the same when they get be back same. because the neighbors are watching. And that's how our neighbors that are in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You cannot come to my house without my phone ringing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, it's a red car in your driveway. Ain't nobody here. You okay. know, so, and that's what we do for each other. Well, that's it's all about stuff. care. That's, that's yeah. what people used to do. Now everybody's upset. You yeah. can't say nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mind kids. your business. Don't talk to my kid. Like, well, used to, it's, it's always been a community. When I was growing yes. up, it was mm-hmm. a community. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And things were a lot safer. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. things were a lot better. And now everybody mm-hmm. with all this separatism. And it's like, it's no community and, and everything is falling apart. We, ha- yeah. we can't be like that. We, yeah. got, no. we got some pockets. You it know, takes a village. But yeah. you're right. It takes a village. And um, we know that a lot of the only crime, I think, the, I don't want to 
talk about crime statistics, but they haven't changed that much since uh, 2017, you know. But what you talked about in Highland Park is what really um, helps Sharon and I when we do a lot of our nonprofit, our activism. And that's family, that's neighborhood, that's mm-hmm, looking out mm-hmm, for each other. Mm-hmm. If we have more of that, it would be less of what we have to do. Yeah. You know, they are, absolutely. They are so proud. <laughs> Them Highland Park people, they are so proud. I, I just wish it was more of that. Yes, you know, me I, too. I, and I think that's a good segue because mm-hmm. uh, last year um, I was asked by Kate the Great from mm-hmm. Between the Lines mm-hmm. um, to find a couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple, a lesbian couple that like was amazing, who met um, some wonderful attributes to for the community to live by, and so we were. I was looking, trying to find it, you know, wasn't trying to find it, you know, two year, three year, let's shack up, you know. Um, and Sharon brought you two up, and I started following you all and looking what you all do um your groups on facebook everything and i was um to to the least inspired um because uh and i do a lot of trainings around this in our community we don't we're not shown real healthy relationships um when i was little i know that i wasn't showing any two women that actually loved each mm-hmm. other who were building who were together um who who were really living the life to their fullest and so when i found y'all i was excited i was like oh i can't wait to get them <laughs> in between the lines and sharon had a great um idea of saying hey here here they go and when i talked to y'all on the phone for the first time i i felt the chemistry i heard the chemistry um, and I think that if more people saw people like you too, they will understand the importance of how much we are needed in this country and we are should be appreciated. Um, and the value that you give to the city of Detroit. Um, because that's love. And, and, and I don't care what nobody say, ain't nothing wrong with us. I, it, that's real. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot to build something like that for y'all to be um, partners, for y'all to be business partners, for y'all to raise a family together. And so um, the Between the Lines article, I was happy to see that because um, we've had a lot of other races shown there, but I think mm-hmm. they were one of the... Yeah, I said, I told Kate, we got to get some color. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because the thing, and and, and Tawana's working on a documentary with me, um, and then that's one of the things where, you know, all of us in this room is blessed to have a platform. Yes. And it's just about what you choose to do with it. And then you have some people that just complain, complain, yeah. complain. You know, and in the group, I say things to people like, I don't want to talk about that. We got to talk about happy stuff. You depressing. And I'm like, <laughs> if we talk about this shit more, right. we wouldn't have the shit that's fucked up. Like, right. you got to have those conversations. So for me, I take my blessings. I thank mm-hmm. God every night. And I've just been placed in a position and being placed in positions to try to bring a positive light to the people that I know. So I get sick of seeing negativity when it comes to our community yeah, and, and our people and people don't think that 
people are doing amazing things like the people that I know because exactly. I look down my timeline I'm like everybody just out of control I'm just happy <laughs> yeah you know I didn't I used to put up bad stuff now I saw funny stuff because it lightens my mood and everybody in my circle is prosperous yes, and they're some positive I must admit. you know yeah. what I'm saying and 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 I like to showcase that and talk about it so I have we had a podcast Right. I bring people on and talk about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, I amazing. think it's dope. I want everybody else to think it's dope. And when I talk about people, and Nicole can attest to this, it's not just locally. I talk about everybody all over the place all the time. So don't be surprised if one day you get a phone call from somebody down south. <laughs> I don't know. But I just know that God blesses us, and it's our duty to support one another there is no envy there's no jealousy there is nothing corona was on here last time and you know corona and i had been out and like her phone would go off and it'll be a message and one thing was lifetime hit her up like i want you to be in this documentary and you would have thought they were talking about me wow because i was like oh my god you know and i'm like mm-hmm. well i said well shit, this ain't my business to tell so i'm not gonna say anything yeah. until you ready to say anything but when I see my people mm-hmm. actually doing good, I just, I want to celebrate it. You do. And you absolutely do, Sharon. You, you have do. been such a blessing to us. <laughs> I mean, I mean, before you, we just had, and, and we wasn't even friends then, but we just had our, you know, immediate circle cheering mm-hmm. us on. You didn't know, you just knew <laughs> us from a mutual friend, and you just took to us, and yeah. you showed us so much love, and... We just appreciate you so much. Absolutely. Yeah, I do. appreciate y'all, too. I and mean, I, I just think that's what it's about. It's beautiful. It the love you've shown us. Yeah. It's just beautiful. We about. just appreciate you. I don't, I don't and that's why to... when you called us today, yeah. we had <laughs> stuff that we had to do, but I didn't give a damn. I was like, we're going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> off. Clear the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate y'all so much. I really do. Clear and, the and, calendar. And it goes back to that article, like, I want to see people who look like me reflected mm-hmm. in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what you do in a, yeah. in a leadership role. Yes. Yeah. Because my thing is if I do good, my people do Heck good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And a lot of people didn't know who Sharon was. But once you found out, especially in our mm-hmm. atmosphere, mm-hmm. people just love her. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that once we all, like, open up the gates and talk mm-hmm. and just – just really just tear down those stereotypes yeah. we really really will make some change yeah i mean it, it is how it is yeah. and i mean we rolling into that relationship i yeah. i know i need some tips Here, i got my the, pen yeah, out so here's the thing too. here's the thing too and and one of the things that this podcast is for is to kind of bridge a gap it's a big gap between the heterosexual community Mm -hmm. and our community yeah it's a lot of misconceptions it's a lot of messed up ideas and ideologies and all of this kind of stuff i really want us to have conversations to show everybody it doesn't matter who i choose to sleep with or love i'm not that much different matter so Regardless if you're lesbians mm-hmm. or heterosexual, the way that your relationship works, from my view, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not in your relationship. I don't know what right. happens when the door closes. Right. But I know what I see, mm-hmm. and I know how you all work together and everything like that. It's not just for 
LGBT people to listen to and learn from. Right. It's for people. But the inspiring thing is, is that the LGBT people, especially our young black lesbians, can see this and and know. Yeah. Oh, I can have that one day. Yes. yes. It is possible for me yes. to have that one day. I can have it. a relationship. You gotta want it. Yeah. You have to choose. Happiness. You have to choose. Yeah. You just and have to choose to be happy. Yeah. And for me growing up, I didn't see no lesbians. Damn sure didn't see no lesbian couples. Wait, I have a story about it. I have a story. So I think my grandmother always saw it in me, right? Uh So there was a lesbian couple who lived down the street. And and lesbian, I'm so sorry if you know I'm talking about you, but you know I got to tell the story. (laughs) Because that's my girl. She my Uh girl. So. I grew. It was a lesbian, and she was my friend, and she's still my friend. Mm-hmm. She lived like four doors down from me, and she had a girlfriend. And her and her girlfriend would fight up and down the street. Mm-hmm. And me and my grandmother would sit on the porch and watch him. And my grandmother would look at me, and she go, "You know, two women can't be together. That's what happens. Oh, Ooh. that's what happens when two women be together. Mm-hmm. It ain't natural. They can't make it. Oh, and then she would look at me, give me that." Eye. Like, all right, grandma, I get you. <laughs> so, one of the girls end up killing herself. Mm. Like, she hung herself in the girl closet. She yeah. killed herself. And, you know, I was about 15 when that happened. Mm-hmm. And it was so traumatic for me. I was like, ooh, I don't want to be gay. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I, that thought is forever. I'm just going to be like everybody else, and I'm just not going to be gay. Mm-hmm. Because whatever that kind of love is, I don't, I don't want, want it because right. they all they did was fight. Not one of them dead. Not one of them dead. I'm done. Okay. You know, so I just you know did what I thought was what I should be doing with my life, and because I mean I knew other lesbians like uh, my friend's mother was a stud, and it was she had two kids, and she said to me. I had both of my kids by rape. I got raped twice, and that's how I had my babies. Mm. You know what I'm saying? When I was younger, I was like, oh. Right. <laughs> Men rape lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> Strike two. I, I would not be a lesbian. I would I not would fight not be a lesbian. Or get raped because I mean, I'm a because that's what she told me. Right. I don't, you know, looking back, I don't. I, I really don't think that was true because right. since then I found out that like one of her kids know who know who, who her father is. is. Okay. I was like, alrighty then, she lied to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm so she lied to you. you know, I, I just didn't. I just really didn't have any positivity in it growing up. So I just was like, okay, well, you know, maybe, you know, I just like girls. You know, mm-hmm. titties are great. And I just want to, you know. Play with Ooh, them. I okay. just love them, but you know, I'm just mm-hmm. gonna do this over here, and yeah. I went on and pretended to be heterosexual. Okay. <sighs> what about you? I every lesbian that I had ever seen uh-huh. looked like a man. Okay. So <laughs> I knew I wasn't attracted to that. So right. Maybe I had, <laughs> so that was confusing for me because they were okay. they were like man man. I was uh-huh. like. Is that what a lesbian is? (laughs) I'm straight on that. You know, so because the girly ones you did, you didn't know. know. They all had dudes. So I was like, all right. So I guess that's what you're supposed to do. Um, And then when I did find the ones that were like feminine, I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) 
this right. is what it is. You know, mm-hmm. my parents are really religious. Very, very religious. religious. Her my father's, father's a pastor. A pastor. Mm-hmm. Wow. So to be a lesbian was not something you could do. Just talking to the mic. That's it. Oh, okay. So that was not something in my family that you did. We didn't do that. Um, so it was something that I had to hide. Yeah, my family yeah. is extremely religious, too. Um, mm-hmm. well, it wasn't about saying anything positive. If, if it was a positive family, I had to, you know, turn mm-hmm. my head and not pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, because I couldn't have that in, mm-hmm. in, in my family. Do you all, you know, just hearing this, Mm because it sounds like the four of us all had these families that didn't quite understand, Mm -hmm. even from the longest, what it was to be a lesbian Mm -hmm. or, you know, and and you think that because of the historic trauma and what we've been through as a race, that we'd be more open to other people. But do you all find it is so crazy? Like, it's we're like crabs in a barrel. Like, you would think that when we have come out stories as black folks, or when we see other people who are gay or lesbian, that a lot of our family, like grandmas and moms, like, were really hard on us. Or my hard grandmother, on other people. My grandmother was very supportive. Really? Wow. My father's mother was very supportive. You know, grandmothers know. They know mm-hmm. what's in you. They, and they're not <laughs> yeah. parents, so they just sit back and want you to be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was supportive, supportive of me finding out who I was. Mm. She wanted me to, you know, search and be happy. Um, my mother, ironically, is very supportive of it. That's um, great. Now. Now. <laughs> <laughs> said now. Yeah, now you know when you younger, you quit being managed, quit acting like a bull. Stop dagger. walking like that. Like, what's a bull? Ooh, she dagger? said she said your word. <laughs> yeah, bull I was that's like, a, what's a bull? Dagger? A, and she showed me one one day. She showed me, and the one. lady had two. Wait, how did she show you one? I'm because we seen her at the store, and she said, "Look at that bull dagger." And I was like, "That's why they call them bull daggers." She had two big giant rhinestone studs in each nostril. Uh, each nostril. So they like were huge. I mean, like big diamonds. I was like, she looked like a bull. That's a bull. They call dagger. A bull dagger. <laughs> bull dagger. Like the Who's only the one in the city. The I don't only know. person in the city. You know, city. Mama said they used to dag you. That's what. Oh, they dag you. Get the strap. Oh, that's what. That's what's called bull oh. dagger. I don't know. Oh. She like old but, as hell. She like bull daggers, and I'm like so, I'm a lesbian. I'm not a bull dagger. Well, my grandmother, I have a cousin that's older than me, and she's a lesbian, and she would come to her her fa- to our family reunion with all her lesbian crew. I mean, I swear to God, she would come crude up, right? And I knew she was, we all knew she was gay. And my grandmother, she was my, my grandmother loved her to death. My mother, everybody, they, you know, they never made her and her whole lesbian, this was in the early 80s. They never made them feel unwelcome. They were always very loving to them, towards them. So it's kind of funny because the same cousin, Tawana and I vacationed with her last year. Mm -hmm. And she thinks that, that, she thinks. She thought until last year that nobody in the family knew she was gay. 
Am I lying, Tawana? Not at all. She I, came out to me on vacation. She was so like, So I said, hold on. You know, I used hold to on, cause. Cause. I was like, so I, I said, hold on, cuz. <laughs> so I had I proceeded to call random people in the family. I said, who's the other gay cousin besides me? Well, they immediately named her and some other ones. <laughs> and she was just shocked. I'm like, girl, but you still know. up with your stuff, posse. <laughs> <laughs> we all knew what was up. Everybody I was like, knew. I'm shocked that you thought we didn't know. Isn't it funny when people don't think nobody know? You just, you just <laughs> you don't. be like, don't nobody care. Nobody <laughs> care. They don't know. That's what it is. But my no family is just loving like that. I think they my are. grandmother was trying to shield me from so much hurt and pain yeah. that I, yeah. I, I, it had nothing to do with her, her love for me. Yeah. She was trying to protect me. Yeah, that's and what, if yeah. it turned yeah. out to be that way, she was going to love me anyway. She was just mm-hmm. trying to shield me. And my family, like today, they love Tawana. They, they, they probably, I believe they, they love her more than me. <laughs> so they do. I mean, they in, do. My, in my heart of hearts, I do. Okay. They do. They do. <laughs> my family she is very loving and very accepting. Yeah, they do. You know, do. so that's. Well, they, I wouldn't say they love me more. Well, you, you're a little cheap. So it all yeah. depends on what they want. <laughs> they want Shame. Now, but they do call me first because, well, LaShawn doesn't answer the phone. I don't. So they'll call me first, <laughs> mm-hmm. unless they want some money. Unless they want some money, <laughs> <laughs> then they call me second. Don't nobody call. Don't nobody call. So wanna put that fist down? No, no money. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, no um, money. But my family is amazing. They are they amazing. Are, they are have adopted me in and. Yeah. Um, Told me I'm from the east side of Detroit, and oh. I'm not from Detroit. Oh, great! I am from Pontiac. Oh, from Pontiac. <laughs> east but side. They I met I met one cred. of her cousins, and mm-hmm. uh, Lashawn was like, "You got to go meet the Peterson." I said, "Okay, let's go." Who is it? She was like, "It's Big Niece." I said, "All right." Well, why they call her Big Niece? You'll see when we get there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, beautiful woman. Beautiful woman. And uh, she was like, all right, toots, this one right here, you can keep her. Oh. <laughs> okay. So blessing. I got the stamp of approval. The matriarch has spoken. Yes. She has spoken. Sealed the the Peterson, there you go, the Peterson said I was part of the family. Right. And I just, I was like, well, everything that's all else I need. Is, everything else is shut up. Even my yeah. 90-year-old auntie. Oh yeah. I, I don't know podcast if you can hear the the love and the chemistry between these two. You can feel the energy in the room. Yeah. I'm big on energy. I just oh. Oh, and they're holding PDA, hands. PDA. They're holding hands. PDA and Hennessy. PDA and Hennessy. Oh my god. I want to know if you can just give me five tips of wisdom on on the love that we hear we feel we see that i've known for even a year every time i encounter you all Um, number one is accept the person for who they are and not who you want want them them to to be be. Mm. that is very important i'm snapping y'all no matter what no matter who i want to want to be I accept her for who she is, and mm-hmm. when I want her to do things that I want her to do, and she doesn't do them, I have to say, okay, LaShawn, she's just doing what Tawana can do or what Tawana needs to do, and you have to accept that, and I do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I back up off of her, and I just let her be Tawana. I don't expect her to be anybody else except for who she is. 
Mm. You know, okay. we can talk about behavior. We can talk about things that we want. And if she can't do it, I have to accept the fact that she just can't do it. You know what I'm saying? And I have to live with that, and I do. Okay. I don't push her to be anything other than what she can be. That's huge. And that's now, that lesson I had to learn, she's always had it in her. And that's one thing that I love about her, that she allowed me to learn um, these different lessons, you know, of being with her. Because uh, I was like, hey, I need you to do A, B, C, C. And she was like, I can't do it. I'm like, you you can't or you don't want to, <laughs> you know. She was like, I just can't. I can't do it. Right. And I had to be woman enough to accept that she would tell me the truth. Yeah. And she just can't do it, and then it, and accept her for that, and mm -hmm. I do. It's just okay. something she can't do. Now, with that being said, we do. I mean, we do try to. I do stretch myself to make yeah. her happy because I know that's what she wants. But I don't feel I have to compromise myself mm -hmm. to do what she wants me to do. You know what I'm saying? I feel right. like you know what I'm saying. If I, anything in the world I could do for her, I can. But if it makes me uncomfortable, I know she'll understand that I can't do it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You know what I just heard? I heard that you were in such a positive place within your life of knowing who you are. Yeah. That you love yourself, but you love your partner as well. Right. And you don't take away from who you are to love her. And you balance that. Exactly. And that's what true yeah. love exactly. is. Exactly, because I, I want Tawana to be Tawana. I don't want her to be who LaShawn wants her to be, mm. and she knows that. I want her to be her, and I want her to be everything that she wants to be, not everything that I want her to be. Mm. And, you know, and sometimes, and I'm, I have a very strong personality, and I have to, like, step back and be like, LaShawn, you encroaching on who Tawana is. I got to mm. let her, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's not fair. You know, right. I got to let her be who she wants to be. I can't. And she does. You know what she I'm saying? She does it I so well. <laughs> she does it so well. You ain't just well. saying it. <laughs> she does it so well. I have to step back and I have to be like, you know, yeah. this is who she is. She got to mm, be yeah. who she is. And I want her to be happy and comfortable in who she is, not who I want her to be. You know? She allows that. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Um, it's beautiful. So okay. what if she said number one. What about number two? What's number two? I give you number no, two. No, no, no. Let me think. Let me think. <laughs> what was the question? What wisdom do you have? Oh, five, all of us five. single, queer, lesbian. Uh, number two. Never bring up what your ex used to do Ooh. to make you feel a certain way so for example my ex used to clean my car out every week well that made it if they were so good you wouldn't <laughs> be with me so don't bring up don't bring past relationships into your current relationship you gotta let it go Y'all ex for a reason. All they right. may have had some great attributes. That's why you were with them in the past. But this is the present. This is the future. You, you gotta let them go. Let it go. You, you gotta have to let, let it. You go. have to let that go. I, I I feel like too many of us lesbians we like to drag everybody into our new relationships. Well, I'm still friends with my ex. 
Yeah. Well, I still got my ex's 20 kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, they're my step-kids. You know what I'm saying? I'm in Toronto. Like I don't even like kids. You know what I'm saying? What am I doing with all these damn kids? You want to add a lot of step-kids. You got to. Yeah, she got kids. <laughs> I wouldn't consider it a because lot. Because she's a loving person, and I, I get it. I get it. She's a loving person, right. and she may... She bonded with these kids or whatever have you, mm-hmm. and I, you know I get all that, but <laughs> no, that's how I am. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, sorry, you I'm and like, the kids. Girl, I love y'all from afar, you but know, I'm, you want them over here this weekend? Oh yeah. hell no, because I got plans. <laughs> but I just feel like you gotta let exes go. You do. You gotta you do. put them in the past where they belong. I'm not saying don't be cordial when you see them. I'm not saying, you know what I'm saying, you beefing with them. I'm not saying anything. But if you <laughs> if you don't have, like, and Tawana used to take, me and Tawana used to have a difference with this. But if you didn't have, like, children with them, there's, like, really no reason to be, you know, have a daily talking relationship with them or anything. Right. You got to let them go because we women. Mm-hmm. We just have... We're territorial. Very much. We so. don't need mm-hmm. all that in our lives. And, and it don't. just convolutes the relationship. And it so, causes unnecessary drama. drama. Mm-hmm. I like easy. I want to wake up. I want to have a cup of coffee. I don't want to <laughs> argue. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I, I don't have time to argue. We don't have time for that. So I have to eliminate things that yeah. are going to cause stress in my relationship. And eliminating exes is easy. It is. Unless y'all planned and had a baby together. Right get rid of that ex and i understand you know we do plan to have children together if you plan with the ex partner i put your partner planned a baby and you had oh, a baby okay. this is then that's your child yes. yeah none, none of us in here are planning on having any yeah i'm yeah. just saying you that's your but child pick, pick. i get it <laughs> but if that kid was five when you got with her and that's kid got a daddy you is not that baby daddy you are not the pappy you are not the pappy that baby got a pappy you need say bye bye you need to send that out on father's day yeah <laughs> and it's a lot of i'm gonna say we this gotta break and, up and, with everybody you know, you know they gonna hate me for including it jj I, and all of them because it's some of these masculine and less they swear they the daddy on my father's day you did not plant your seed in that woman it is not your child you might be a bonus parent let's call it bonus bonus parents day you are not the father let that child have a relationship with a daddy i just try damn as far as that goes i just try to be understanding of everybody because i understand people don't really understand who i am and what i do so i'd be like okay well she feel like she's a daddy all right then because i'm sure people don't understand me Right. So I just try to just be like, if that's who you think you are, okay. You know what I think. Be a little bit more. You know. I mean, even if even if I personally feel like it's wrong, I would never tell them. You're right. Because we have to be understanding. I can't define it. So many people look at us and think something's wrong with us. So we have to be open. I never, I never stop people from telling me happy father's day because i was a single parent i don't stop it um because i don't know where you are with that i say thank you and move on you know um my daughter used to call me on father's day and say Mm -hmm. happy father's day i couldn't take that from her that's something she chose to do i feel like it's an intimate thing and and here's where 
it bothers me not because i'm interested in being a father or anything Mm -hmm. i feel like for those fathers who are actually fathers people take away from that from them because of experiences Mm -hmm. that they've had Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that you can't have a relationship with someone but if your daughter is Mm -hmm. calling her mother who's Mm -hmm. been her only parent and been that's a situation between y'all but for people who just blast the fathers on father's day and call out all these fathers and stuff like that at the end of the day if that child can have a relationship with their father they are going to and they don't really give a shit how you feel about their father but i just feel like for the guys who are really good fathers and all of this and i understand that mothers pick up we we take up the world black women the world is on our shoulders Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we just going to carry that motherfucker till we fall in the ground and resurface and walk back and keep mm-hmm. falling in. Mm-hmm. But that's not fair to the guys who are actually fathers. So for people right. who blast dudes and all of this mm-hmm. and fuck daddies, I'm the dad. Like, Mm-mm. I understand that you may have a parental role, but if that child can have a relationship with their father and it be a healthy relationship, mm-hmm. you shouldn't stand in the way with that. Because that don't have nothing to do with you. And in, in our community, a lot of times when it comes to lesbians, we do have a lot of lesbians, I think, that try to erase that or whatever. That's if crazy. that child and that, if that child's mother and that child's father has a situation, you could be a support to her. Yeah. That's support still between them. Not, right. <clears throat> you know, because yeah. if you leave, and a lot of times we do, we do. Well, they still have to figure out that out child. Do. So where it's easy to just go in and want to swing and throw blows and diminish this man and all of that, you're also just hearing one perspective. Yeah. You're hearing hers. You don't know what his side is or what he's been through with her or what the situation mm-hmm. is because women can be catty too and, and some dudes just ain't shit. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. But you don't know. It's not your place to go in there waving machetes and shit and want to cut dudes head off. You let those parents figure it out and be a support to your girlfriend yeah. at the end of the day we have to do what's in the best interest, interest of, of a child, child. It's absolutely so y'all on number three number three is forgiveness <laughs> Forget. yes. forgiveness forgiveness is i mean no I matter no matter how mad my wife makes me i forgive her and i and we just move on because you know, I, I let her know how I feel. We talk about it. I don't, you know, chastise it, rub it in. I just say, well, this made me feel like that. And then we're moving on. You know, yeah. we we move on. The lesson is learned. And we move on. And we don't. The lesson has to be learned. Yeah. You know, um, if she doesn't say, oh, you, you know, it's not an everyday thing. It's not well. You did this Monday, and I'm still upset Thursday. No, we don't have time. We, to we do don't. Then <laughs> no time. Uh, <laughs> once I tell her something bothers me, mm-hmm. um, and she does Lashawn's apology <laughs> uh, <laughs> because her apology is her apology, and the way I apologize is my apology, mm-hmm. and that's also part of her forgiveness. Is I had to learn that she's not going to say I'm sorry the way I say I'm sorry. She can't. (laughs) She'll say I'm two days later sorry. You know? (laughs) I saw conviction in her body. She said I can't. My way of apologizing is just moving on. 
adult or buying me something. You nice. hungry? Yeah. Um, <laughs> she will we'll cook dinner. You, you hungry yeah. is my. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but good. she. Um, Unless I feel like I hurt her feelings. Now that matters to me. I don't ever want her to be hurt from anything I've done. If I hurt her, then I will make sure mm-hmm. that she knows that that's not what I wanted or intended to do. Right, but if yeah. it's just, you know, our normal course of couple argument, it's, you hungry? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that equates to, I'm sorry. Let me it does. Definitely culture. And again, we don't like to argue. We just mm-hmm. don't like it. Because we're women. So we don't stop. We'll be yeah. in that mug like, oh, Ooh, all right. a week later. And no. you know, I will say we have had some, we had a few instances where shit has gotten out of control. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, <laughs> it was the wrong damn day. I got the best. You know what I'm saying? She was fed the fuck up. And shit just went crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I'm just saying, we are not perfect. <laughs> Shit has gotten crazy, okay? <laughs> it has went too far. It has gone too far. But and, then know, we, and then in the midst of it, you know, we, we all this shit. Goddamn. <laughs> it, it takes one of us to be like, you know what? This shit getting out of hand. Right. This is Bitch, I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. All right, all right. You know, I don't know, know Twitter's like really strong and shit. <laughs> I always thought I could beat her ass. Why <laughs> <laughs> little Wayne is strong? It's <laughs> only about I swear some of my masculine sitter lesbians and studs. <laughs> studs have a, I was a like, strength. What's so far that I could beat her? I was like, oh. <laughs> they have strength. It's I'm something like, within them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> Here's the thing. What's the thing? It's I'm a lot not going to get hot. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what? Come on, dog. But I'm just saying, you couldn't even take this two pieces of biscuit. You had to let me know that I can't even do that. No, you And that was wrong. Me. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You could have let me lay at one, though. No. I'm just saying. She's strong as hell. And, I mean, I was and like, it was only <laughs> was just blocking her or just, just a, holding her. Yes. And I was yeah. like, let me go. That hurt. She's like, hell no. She's trying to hit me. But I'm just saying, <laughs> it just shit just get, you know, we're women. Our estrogen get high. And after that, I was like, all right, then, because she's kind of strong. What if she, if I get her, she's going to hit me back. That shit going to hurt. And I ain't yeah. built for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It just take one good tussle. And, you know, so I'm just being honest, you know. <laughs> I feel that. I appreciate that. And I can't even remember. What were we arguing about? I just want to die. Oh, I remember. What? Making the bed in the morning. So, LaShawn has this thing. I, I have can't. To get, the bed has to be made. I, 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 I can't dog, get dressed unless it's I made. I don't like the bed made, though. But yeah. I can't get dressed yeah. on an unmade bed. She can't. I can't. What if I can't find? But then I'd be going to work. On I this particular to... day, I don't even know why you were so stressed out. I don't know. Something was going on at work. Somebody pissed her off. She was PMSing. It was just everything. It was just everything. And you want to argue about a bed? I don't. What the fuck? Uh, it ain't even that serious. You want me to make the bed? I make the bed. No, fuck the bed. I thought we was arguing about the bed. You know. She gave mad. Now. So, I'm just saying. Gave her so a I slung the B word. She's like, say it one more time, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> 
Yeah. Bitch, Why bitch, bitch. Roll? <laughs> <laughs> bitch, bitch. Bitch, double bitch. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. Don't call me no bitch. I just said so. You know, we have had, you know. We've had one. But y'all have endured. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I think by the time I got home, everything was good. You know, but, you know, we. The bed was made. Right. And there was a lot of fucking. I was tired. I was ready to go to sleep when I got home. That shit. I mean, I can't argue like that because it's just so. Energy. Draining. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just not, you know, it's just not worth it. So who won four and who won five? One on four. Oh. Five. Who won five? I'll take four. Four is you. Okay. I should have been thinking of something. You want me to do it? Yeah. You get the five. Okay. You have got to be friends. And I, I hope, hope you're alive. <laughs> 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 She's trying to sink y'all like she stole your shit out your mouth. Let me tell you. And I swear to God, I hope my best friends don't hear this, but Tawana is my very, 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 very best friend in this world. You know what I'm saying? I would rather do everything in the world with her than I would with anybody else. I would rather travel with her. I want to go out to dinner with her. You know, everywhere I go, I want her with me because she is my very, very best friend. And we could just do nothing all day. We could sit on the couch. We could just watch Netflix. We could just do whatever because she is my very best friend. That's what's up. So, I mean, even when we are apart, we on the phone all day. If I have to travel for work and she not with me. Yeah, I know, because I be on the phone with her. She be like, got to go, LaShawn on the phone. I'm like, oh, you back. I'm like, you are on the phone, like, every, until, like, if I'm, until I go to sleep. So, she is my very, very, very best friend. And when she does travel for work, everyone who knows or follows us on Facebook, I'm out. Yeah. I'm on my way. Yeah. I I don't, you know. I don't like to be apart from her. That's what's up. I mean, I never get tired of her. I never, ever get tired of her. That's what's up. Yeah. I mean, we, I I promise I never get tired of you. I just don't. Oh. You're so cute. I know. I know. <laughs> so cool. Who cooking dinner tonight? Which one of y'all cooking? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just don't. I don't, I don't get tired of her. That's what's up. That's no, important. I love, I love being with her. You know, it's just a, it's a good thing. It's just that's to that's be what I'm saying. Person. That's what I like about y'all because it's not just. It's not just. I like being a, like. It's your partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I get that. Like, it's important to have everything intertwined at the same time. Like, right. I just think that's important. Yeah. And y'all really, like, exhibit that. So that's that's what I see. I see what you just said. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Number five. Number five. You have to I love Drum the roll. person. Love the person. More than you love yourself. Ooh. Love is sacrifice. It's sacrifice. You make a sacrifice when you love a person. You're working at that. Um, It can't be about me. Everything is about making her happy. Right. You know, it's the small things. A 25 cent pack of Boston baked beans Mm -hmm. or just because I know she likes candy. 
I won't eat candy just so she can have it. You, you know, know what so? I think, though? Mm-hmm. Because that's also paying attention. But I really feel like every person has that inside of them. They it do. just takes the I right do. person to bring it out. I feel like Absolutely. everyone does, too. Because yeah. yeah. you, you, you'll hear people and they be like, I never do. I don't care when they, that's because you ain't met the right one. You haven't. Here's one more thing that we have, and I want to add a six to it, and that's honesty. I can tell Tawana anything, Mm -hmm. and no matter what, no matter how it may hurt or no matter what, how it may even embarrass me or whatever, we could just talk about anything. Right. Anything we feel in, anything, and it's just like no judgment. You know what I'm saying? We don't judge each other. No. That's what's oh, up. And I have a story about that. Uh-oh. So today, uh-huh. um, I don't know, maybe Indy, Chanel, one of the girls left some uh, lip glass or something in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So I was getting ready. I'm like, all right, my lip's white. So I just grabbed it and put it on. <laughs> okay. And I'm walking through and LaShawn was like... You have on <laughs> lipstick? What you know? What, say, what you lip, got on lip gloss? Lip gloss. And I was like, why is it the problem? You know, I'm wiping it down and everything. Uh-huh. She was like, no, it's cute. Uh-huh. Aww, lip gloss, baby. baby. You know, <laughs> no, it's, it, it it was embarrassing to me, but right. she didn't but make me feel like you know yeah. uncomfortable with it. Yeah, yeah, it's so yeah. cute. So That's let me ask y'all this, <clears throat> because I know this also <laughs> comes up a lot. And um, our community and stuff like that. When you're talking about roles, everybody caught up in the roles. You know, I'm the man or I'm the masculine one order. You know, I don't cook. My woman cooks or I don't do domestic work. My woman. How how does that work for y'all? I mean, it works for some people, whatever. I guess you feel like in the inside, you just do it. But, like, how does that work for y'all? Well, see, our roles are talent-based. Yeah. That's smart. Mm. That's you know. smart as hell. That should sum it up. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah. talent-based. Um, like, for instance, I am very, I'm the type of person, like, like when Tawana, Tawana retired from the state of Michigan, and when she wanted to get, go back to work, I just did not want her to go to work. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, why do you need a job? I can take <laughs> care of you. Uh-huh. I want you to go to work. You know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. want you to, you know, I, you know, I was saying that to myself. Then I'm like, this lady has a master's degree. That's just not fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she, and she's young. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, that's just not fair. But I didn't want her to have. I didn't want her to work because I just wanted her to stay. I knew stay you home didn't want me to work and take I care of it. us. I get it. You know what I'm saying? I want her I to stay so at home and that. take care of us, and I take care of her, and I. You know, I take care of us financially, and she stay home and just make sure <laughs> everything is just great. You know what I'm saying? That's what I wanted. But mm-hmm. I was like, she done worked so hard to be who she is. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was, that's when I was like, you know, oh god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then that it, it just was really stressing created, me out because I really just wanted her. I wanted to take care of her, and that's just not something that a film, as they would say, I am. I guess does to a stud with 20s you know what i'm saying so that was like totally out of roles and like we even had one girl who said to tawana one time oh you're the maid you know what i'm saying because she the maid yeah like, she called uh, tawana the maid the help the help how the hell are you the help because Lashawn works out of the home and at the time i was not um, That's a people I, I, all in people business. Well, I sustained a very um, 
what is it, delibitating a back injury. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she had surgery. I had surgery. She had, when I met her, I could hardly walk. She's I was on a cane when we met. Yeah, and yeah, a, a walker. And, um, and I my career was over. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, so I was dealing with that. My career was being over. My daughter was leaving, going to college. It had only been it us two. It was a lot going on. And for a person who's always been in control of their finances and the job and things like that, it was a lot for me to take in. And now, as a stud, I'm at home and I'm making her lunch and And mind you, I have never wanted to take care of anybody in my life. Nobody. Except for my kids. I swear to God, I swear on everything. If you ask any woman I ever dated, has LaShawn offered to take care of you? They're going to be like, who? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, not so, ever. Mm-hmm. So I had that going on, and then she was like, "Well, you're nothing but the help anyway." I was like, "Wow, is that what you know people view me as? Am I the help?" You know, mm. and I, and I had to ask her. I was like, "Is that how you view me?" Yeah, because it does something to you. It does something, you know. Yeah. And I was like, "Wait a minute, I'm a grown ass woman, bitch. You don't know me. Hell you yeah. know, so, <laughs> you, you saw know, me you getting to, defensive over here, and I ain't right. got nothing to do with it, right? You know, so." And and then I had to also think about that. I was the help. I'm her help mate. Isn't that what a wife is? It's not like you didn't have you didn't have income. No. Yeah, people don't know people our don't finances know. or anything like yeah, that. So, but they just assumed. Yeah. They assumed. Yeah. That, and they yeah. assume the words all the time. Because for all they know, you could have been at home take care of all the bills. And since you ain't got to go work, you making lunch. Nobody yeah. knows. That's pretty much, you know. You know I just what? liked our life like it like it was. Yeah, so and, that's, and that yeah. Was, that's what works for you. People... Mm-hmm are so judgmental when they're looking inside of your situation. Exactly. And I always say, nobody could tell you no more about me right. than what I could tell you. Right. You it, can ask a whole mm-hmm. bunch of people questions. Yeah. They can't tell yeah. you anything yeah. about me better than I could tell you myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, <clears throat> like you said, you had never met anybody that you wanted to take care of. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean she couldn't take care of herself. You was mm-hmm. just like, I love you. I want your ass to stay home, mm-hmm. and I just want to take care of you because mm-hmm. I want you to be there when I get home. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Yeah, that doesn't mean that she couldn't take care of herself, and I think that's why it's important mm-hmm. for couples to mm-hmm. talk to each other. Yeah. A lot of times couples, and, and I do it sometimes, you, you look for these outside resources to tell you about y'all. Yeah. And oh, then no. y'all ain't had no damn conversation. Right. So you never know what works. And if that right. works, whatever it is, mm-hmm. because some of the most famous couples, mm-hmm. you don't know how they shit working. Mm-hmm. You don't know what made them have longevity. Mm-hmm. And my thing is gender roles mm-hmm. oh, yeah. don't work regardless. They don't. How the hell are they going to work in our relationship? You cannot yeah. expect anybody with estrogen <laughs> to be a man, no. period. Especially at 41. You I cannot expect that. The garbage is killing me. <laughs> take garbage is obsessed with garbage. I, don't, I am. I, I don't mean, like wheeling really? it out to the street. I, I it's so it annoying. So, yeah. I, but I like thing. to cook. Uh, I, I like to cook now, but <laughs> <laughs> in the beginning, that was something we talked about. So when we, when we first started dating, uh, and I, she probably thought I was weird. But I was like, hey, we've been dating for 90 days. We need to go out and talk about the last 90 days. 
and then it was yes. like oh we've been waiting dating for six months let's talk about the last six months I think you should and have a do we want to continue mm -hmm. yes yeah so i think we, all couples should and we did it at 90 days six months one year that is two years we actually broke up for a while we did, did y'all yeah. agree it was a mutual agreement yep see and you know what mm, and then i'm gonna still like you afterwards huh um, i would still like you afterwards like we agree like this ain't working right now well no we can never break up mutually um how long how long were you moved out a day no a day. it was like two <laughs> it was like two days um hold on wait a minute is that from the lip bar yeah. Girl, oh my god, I love the lip bar. I have like at least six oh or seven. God, oh, hell. Did it go for me? Ooh, girl, that is so cute. Look at this one. I got that one that's like a mute. Like a mute. Girl, look. Oh my god, let me see yes. yours. Oh my god, I think I got that one. Shout out to Melissa yes. Butler from the Lip Bar, yes. Black Girl Magic. This is a commercial break, sorry y'all. Yeah. Girl, they, they have like five <laughs> lip things on the table. This is fem yes, shit. Yes, yes. Right? Oh, yes, ooh, yes. this one cute. Is this one new? That's what I got on today. Mm. That is real cute. Yes, yes, yes. I ain't even gonna front. I do know about the lip bar, but I, I ain't never pulled it out in the middle of a. I don't wear it, but no, I, I know, know about, about they, it. But they didn't just. Yes, Melissa, sure. if you're listening, they have all of your yes. lip bar shit all across the table. Yes. 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 I'm sure they're in the East, the East England Village bar. all the time getting lip bar. Oh, is she I from am. Detroit? Yes. Melissa, she yeah. Is. She was on Shark Tank. Oh. And they dissed the shit out they of her, but she's so mm -hmm. dope. They from Detroit. She's amazing. Didn't okay. she uh tell her how the, you met about the women? So this is a commercial break, convention. guys. Yeah, <laughs> Women's March. Um, whoop whoop. Yeah, Women's was it? No, the yes, women. It, what the was it? Line. Yeah, it was the that Women's March convention. Women's yeah. Women's March convention here in Detroit. <laughs> I gotta take a picture about Auntie Maxine was talking, and <laughs> Melissa, the uh -huh. owner of Lip Bar, was there, and I went over there and was talking to her. And I went and found Nicole, and I was like, it's this lipstick lady over there. But Melissa's great. She's a young woman. She's a Delta. She's from Detroit. She was on Shark Tank. Shark Tank <laughs> Dista. Yeah. Lip and she bar. also did some for the 400 for the rape kits. She created yes. a special color mm -hmm. yes. and donated the proceeds to help with the untested rape kits. So Melissa's amazing. Yes. Um, we weren't going to talk about her today, but since we did, since y'all just broke I mean, her all I just saw hers on the table. Like, yeah, we were together. Yeah, so we not to want to text and we done lost all of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It was a commercial break. <laughs> no, I was going to get commercial break. Commercial, commercial break brought to you by the lip bar. The lip bar. So we back to Ginger Rose. This is shit. I'm sorry. What other roles do we divide? From now on, fams will not sit Next, Next to or across the <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna split Haters. this up. We're gonna split this up. Gender roles. Gender roles. I don't know. We do have uh like some kind of roles. I guess I take out the trash. Mm. Um what do I do that's like girly? <laughs> lip bar. <laughs> <laughs> Put our lip bar in an interview. What do I do? Right. What do I do this like? 
Ooh, I don't do nothing that's like you at cook? the house. Oh my god. No. No, horrible. nothing. Oh. So it, I guess if you I'm, were to I'm, ask, I don't the, cook either. I, oh my god. I don't do Why do they think like, does things that do are cooked? I don't anything that's like doing. We cook fresh. better than y'all anyway. That's oh right. my god. I don't care. That's fine. Maybe I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I got to be more of a freaking lady. You do. I'm gonna work on such a Thank you. That's some more. Some more. No, not some more. Uh, what's her name? <laughs> Queens of Comedy. Saying, you missed be, that. Well, I gotta be. I gotta yeah, do something that's like really. I ain't like need to see that. That was they. I gotta be something like. I don't know. What can I do this more? Films. If you're out there, send my <laughs> wife suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I ain't never been like the most girly person in the me world. Me either. I remember once my daughter was telling me, and I and I and I used I used to dress like a little bit masculine, really? and my daughter kind of like when she got to like middle school and she started making all these feminine ass friends she's like mom we need to start wearing accessories and girl jeans mm. i was like girl jeans who wears mm, those <laughs> I, mean, I ain't wearing no girl yeah, you know so i mean it was bothering my daughter so i was mm. like okay we may be a little bit more girly for her yeah. i guess she want to be you know i mean well you know she. <laughs> i mean i wasn't i i, I never felt like a masculine-centered male. I was just, you know, not like yeah. ultra girly. Yeah. So I wanted my daughter to have a positive self-image. So mm-hmm. I started being more girly for her. Yeah. You know, but I ain't never been June Cleaver. Yeah. My son was yeah. like, "Please yeah. don't ever wear a dress. No, just please, just stay there." Because <laughs> I used to tease him. I said, "Dana, if I." put it if i start wearing dresses you know i would like my boy if i start wearing dresses and stuff oh. you're like ma i'm used to the way you just stop just, just don't stop. change don't do yeah. just yeah. don't do that yeah. so like my brothers my cousins my mm-hmm. nephews my they was all like woo mm-hmm. you know i don't have i have nieces but they don't care they're like little they don't mm-hmm. give a shit i guess they feel safe they don't bother me yeah but the boys in the family like when i told my little brother i was a lesbian he like lost it yeah, like as brother, if that has something my, to do with it. One of my brothers didn't like it either. No, he he loved it. No, I'm just saying one of my brothers. He didn't like it. it. But he's all right. He's he's great now. He's great now. Okay. I mean, my they all great, but I don't know. Is he an older brother or a younger? Younger. Brother? Really? I gotta be more. Active. Oh my god. Huh. I mean, <laughs> Wait, no. I came to that conclusion. I'm not. She says that I'm. Mask. The, the only thing pretty feminine much inside. is the way you dress. Yeah, that's it. That's what she said. You're like You're a little an boy. An hour and a half of makeup. <laughs> I like makeup though. I love makeup. Because I could be a different too. person every day. What? I know, right? <laughs> yeah. And it can be, yeah, I like that. <sighs> <laughs> and I have to, to have my nails lip done. Bar. And I, have to, <laughs> I have to have my nails done and I have to have my toes done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, I have to I have to have my hair done. And I have to have my eyebrows arched. Yeah. You know, I have to have my eyebrows arched, no, too. You don't. You, oh, just, well. you will say fuck it. I will say fuck it. <laughs> but but when they we get We cut our done, nails, though. Not bite mine. Oh. Bite them down. Well, they be gone. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, as far as... <laughs> as far as um, behavior, I don't, you know, I don't have any traditional, you know... I don't like labels. I say I'm a stud so that, that people is. can, yeah. you know, they'd be like, describe yourself. I say I'm a stud. They'd be like, oh, you like to wear boy clothes. Yep, that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. All <laughs> that other shit, I it do what really I do matter. when I feel like doing it, whatever it may be at the time. Like, I don't try to fit into the box. Yeah, it don't really matter. Yeah. No, My last girlfriend before Tawana, 
like my family didn't like her and my friends hated her everybody hated her and she had this <laughs> i'm a stud mentality i'm a stud oh, she was tough. so they hated her she well she was fake tough right, but when tawana met right, her i mean when they met tawana you know they were like damn she cool yeah. she kind of girly though <laughs> Tawana shaking her head. It's not that she's girly. She's just natural. She's just her. She's just her. It's like, that's cool though. I like it. I like it. I like her. You know, it's not, you know, she's not trying to overcompensate, over mask, be overly masculine. She's just Tawana. Or have toxic masculinity. A toxic. Toxic. No, I don't know anything about that. No. I just, I'm just me. If I put on a dress. If you yeah. want to see Tawana like really girly, you gotta see her around her pants. She's just like a she? little baby girl. Oh, Look at her nice. face, Turner. Okay. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Mama, Papa. Right, I right. Am. She is. Yeah. Yes, I am. Yeah. Um, and it's okay. Because okay. I'm okay with myself. Yeah. She's so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn everybody else. Yeah. Right. She's she trying to mommy and daddy's baby, mm-hmm. and it's so cute. Yeah. Sharon and I always laugh about that when she dies. Oh. <laughs> Put her in this address. Yeah, I'm gonna yes. hurry to get married. <laughs> my mother she will put married. me in a she will put me in a dress with a wig <laughs> and some stockings. Yes, yes. she would. My mother probably she would, would too. That's what that's what black women do. She would. It'll be my mother's like in her seventies too. So this is gonna yeah. be an old ugly ass. <laughs> so oh, when I get damn. mad at her, I you think of her that. in a, like a oh, moo type of flower dress in a bar. Anybody let my mother put me in a dress, I'm saying it. I'm going to hunt everybody in there. Everybody know damn. So my best, I made a stat about it. Uh, and my best friend's like, but you wore a dress in my wedding. That was almost 20 years ago. If you ain't seen me in a dress in two decades, I'm pretty sure I don't want to have a Oh, one podcast. By the way, on Facebook, I will have that picture promised to you with Sharon in a dress. Oh, where is it? <laughs> yeah, I, like, I got it. <clears throat> she, I mean, she was. I mean, that was a, but Sharon, she's, let me let me tell you. I've always been stacked. I don't give a shit what I got on. I'm gonna look good. I some ass back here. So now. if I, I, yeah, don't let these clothes fool you. I'm I'm tight. Low key though, when we go out, Sharon can pull them though. Shit, now nah, she hey. pull Tawana girls too. and dudes. Two hundred two. I be like, get the fuck up. <laughs> So embarrassing. <laughs> it is so embarrassing. It's like they can see through the clothes. It's so embarrassing. She done went off on so many people. It is so. I'm Especially like, old men to get that look. They go. Mm. They be like, ooh, girl. Bitch, don't touch my woman's hair. I never get a chance to correct anyone's behavior. But see. When we were at the woman's the other day, the little flat booty girl. Oh, no. Oh, she got a little flat, flat booty, booty uh, lap dance or something. Little girl shook the little flat booty all day. I'm going to say baby. <laughs> she said baby. baby. If, you, if you want to want to look at you, you need a little, you know, you got to have a little apple back there. Right. And you got to wear heels. Them flats ain't doing shit. <laughs> that is Flats and flats. <laughs> flats no, and flats. No. Flat square. Flat square. Shout out to we the are not entertained. Bless her heart. Bless her Bless her heart. She knows what I like. So Child I don't even know why she gotta act like that though. <laughs> <laughs> Feminine women be like real territorial. Feminine women are real territorial. 
I just I don't I, I don't know. Yeah, like, I just feel like men sometimes can be so disrespectful to us. Are. Yeah. They are. You know what I'm saying? Don't fucking touch her. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Keep your right. fucking hands to yourself. Yeah. You know, you don't do that. Mm-hmm. See how she went straight east? <laughs> I see. <laughs> the fingers was all, all crypto. Safe. LaShawn yeah. will whoop your ass. <laughs> yeah, don't fucking touch her wife. It, it gets serious. It gets serious. If you have like a really pretty film, I might let you touch her. I'm no, you, like, won't. no Ow. you won't. If I think she's cute too and she's my friend, she's touching Because we got friends who going to touch Tawana. They ain't touching Tawana. They scared of LaShawn. They, they are. I know. <laughs> <laughs> So, look, I want to ask y'all one more question. I want to go back to the real estate stuff because this is important. Mm -hmm. The financing, like, how do you help people with that if they have bad credit? Like, what do the credit score need to be? Like, what happens with that? Um, So, as a realtor, we do not get you financed. We point you in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Um, We try to help you find the correct people uh, to get financing. We have about three or four lenders that we partner with. Um, If you have a credit score of, and I'm going to go below what the guidelines of getting a, a mortgage are. If you have a credit score around 570, and you want to purchase a home talk to us first because that 570 can easily be changed into a 630 um it's just you know getting you with the right lender finding out what's dragging your credit down um establishing a plan Mm -hmm. i have worked with people for what a year and a half Mm -hmm. to try to get them in a home Mm -hmm. and they got it yes okay so i didn't have people come at 500 yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but it's it's something you have to talk about and create a plan Mm -hmm. and work towards and work toward it Mm -hmm. okay um so don't be afraid like oh i'm gonna buy my house next year after i pay off my credit no call me today Mm -hmm. let's find out where your credit is let's find out what we need to restructure where you need to work let's create a plan let's talk about it let's look at the neighborhoods we want to live in because this is a big check you're going to write exactly this is huge some people's the largest purchase of their life Mm -hmm. so it's not something you rush into um and a lot of realtors won't say that because we get paid when you buy a house Mm -hmm. right you know so most but you're building loyalty. So, yeah. But absolutely. so uh, it is it, not, you don't even have to buy from me. You will because I'm lovable. Right. But um, <laughs> you don't have to purchase from us. We just want you to get ready to be a homeowner. And here's the thing most of us can clean up our credit ourselves. Yeah. There are There's a credit group that I drop people in who, you know, who are in the low 500s that want to start somewhere. There's some people in the in the 400s. They want to start somewhere. And I'd be like, hey, I'm going to put you in this credit group on Facebook. And so many people have gotten in this group, including, you know, including my own daughter. They have gotten in this group, and they have it has changed their lives because they tell you how to do everything that you need to do. There yeah. are people in this group who examine your credit, who will help you write the letters that you need to write wow. to your lenders and get wow. you started and get you moving in the right direction. You Don't, don't pay anybody to fix your credit. 
because you can fix it yourself. Good mm-hmm. to know. It's just a matter of getting the knowledge to do so. So that's, you know, that's the first thing I do is to, you know, tell them where they can get the knowledge to fix their credit. Mm-hmm. Not, there is no credit issue. Anybody, if you decide right now your credit score is 480 that you want to buy a house, you can be in a house within two years. Wow. Mm. Yeah, you can, yeah, it's no credit problem that you can't overcome in two years, within Good. two years. Yeah. Like, the only thing that you can't overcome is bankruptcy. And you have to wait until two years out of bankruptcy to buy a house. Okay. But we are, that's one of our biggest hindrances is that we are afraid. And we have to s- stop being afraid. And another thing we have to do is stop buying these high-interest uh, cars. But that's a whole other story. For yeah. <laughs> and that's the biggest that's the biggest drain on our credit is these car loans that pe- that they're writing us at 30% interest. Mm-hmm. Um, because in Detroit, you have to have a car to go to work. Mm-hmm. There's no way around it. And we just get, you know, one car will break down at 30% interest. We'll throw it away and go get another one. And we're just so deep in debt because of these cars. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, you know, we got these Comcast bills, these cell phone bills. But all of our stuff is totally fixable. So don't ever let credit be a reason why you don't want to be a homeowner because we can fix that and most of us are very hard workers we all work right mm-hmm. everybody work 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 Do work I? work yeah. hustle work, work. yeah you so get it. it's the city you it's the credit yes your credit so you all talked about the classes do you have any upcoming classes we're gonna do one this fall okay and they can uh go to teampetersonjackson.com we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna put it on our facebook page which is team peterson jackson and make sure you like the page and follow the page and we will post the classes on there teampetersonjackson.com so we put all our information on there we're getting it together and planning it right now and we we're going to get you ready in october so that you can start working on your credit and you know we tell you what to do say um, that income tax return so we can get ready for the next summer buying season and it, we will be at Oasis oh, of Hope. Oasis of Hope. Yeah. Hmm. We'll oh, there. it was there before, right? Yeah. Yes. We'll be oh, right back there again. I was yeah. on call. I had to leave. But you yeah. always support us, Sharon. I try. Yes. I try. That's yes. amazing. Yeah. I try. Yeah. So, so we uh, we do a little something with our guests. Just want to ask y'all a couple questions. Mm-hmm. If you could talk to your 18-year-old self, what advice would you give? One piece of advice. I would tell myself that you can make it. You don't need, you are enough, LaShawn. You are absolutely enough. You are enough. I never used to feel like I was enough. And that's what I would tell my 18-year-old self, that I am enough. What about that? What about you, too? 18. I was in the Army. What would I tell myself? Uh, Get out. No. I would um I would tell eighteen year old Tawana to I don't know. Because I feel that every experience that I've had in my life has led me to where I need to be. Right. So I would not want to tell eighteen year old Tawana anything. Hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to change anything along my timeline. I wouldn't want to step on a bug that will prevent me from being where I am right now. And even though they weren't the greatest memories sometimes, Mm -hmm. they they changed me into the person I am. And if I told 18-year-old Tawana, go to college now, 
if I told ATR to want to go back home or do anything, I might not be 43-year-old Tawana with LaShawn. And I don't yeah. want to je- I don't want to put anything in jeopardy, so oh. I would not do that. She going to feed you, man. <laughs> she have a good dinner. Those are amazing answers. <laughs> That's yeah. what's up. Next question. What type of If you were a cat, what type of cat would you be and why? I'd be a feral cat. A feral cat. Why yes. would you be a feral? Because I can't be put in a box. And if you try to put me on the box, I'm going to piss all over you. Oh. Yes. <laughs> pissing cat. Okay. A pissy cat. <laughs> feral cats. I mean, if you take a feral cat, is a cat that was born in the wild. So if you take that cat and you put it and you try to take it home with you and put it in a house, mm-hmm. it's going to piss all <laughs> over your house. Mm-hmm. And every chance that it gets, it's going to try to run. You got to let that cat be who it wants to be. Now, you can, you can home a feral cat, but you have to give them... The ability to come and to move how he wants to move. Okay. He'll come home every night. You know what I'm saying? He'll even cuddle up with you. He'll do everything, but he can never feel like he's a prisoner. Hmm. All right. Yeah. That's what about up. you, Alley Cat? Oh, Alley Cat. <laughs> All right, Alley Cat. Sticking with it, huh? Sticking with it. Even after I found out they hang in the alley and eat garbage. <laughs> um, <laughs> I kind of like Egyptian mouse, too, but go ahead. <laughs> Uh, uh, alley cat. Oh. No matter what breed of an it, what breed of a cat is, it, uh, alley cat gonna fight it out mm-hmm. because it's always some turmoil going on in an alley cat life. Somebody throwing a shoe at your ass. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> trying to kill you. Trying mm-hmm. to poison you. Dogs chasing you. Mm-hmm. Alley cat never give up. <laughs> they never give it up. Resilient. Resilient. You know we, yeah. we alley cats don't. They have no fear. Okay. Dog, pit bull run up on that a cat. He gonna slick his ears back like nigga. What you up like, Come yeah. on, motherfucker! <laughs> have you ever been walking down the street? The cat trying to fight you. Yeah. yeah. You just yeah. be like, where you come from? The cat be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Motherfucker, this is my alley. <laughs> <laughs> but being an Egyptian mile would be cool because that's what made cat woman. Yeah. Girl, stop. I'm just saying, they started licking on Catwoman and kissing her all in her mouth, and she became. You are always turning something into (laughs) something. The cats meow, people. We cannot let it go. Nicole, if you could be a cat, what would you be and why? She just explained it. Oh, that's With my royalty. You love me. Yes. I have one in my house. Oh, my God. I have a a little statue of a ginger mouth. I I collect cat statues. Do you? Yes. Okay. I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna post a picture of my cats you when should. I get home. They all over the house. Next time they come, yeah. If it, I don't know if y'all ever been up, there, but when and when you come over, you gotta find them because some of them are hidden. Like really? cats, you know, yeah, they kind of like, like in the main. corner. Oh shit! That you can see them, but you won't notice them unless you like staring. I've been to your house. It was for your birthday Did party. Did you see the cats? No, I didn't see the cats. Because y'all had all that food. <laughs> y'all said food and libation. Mainly for no cats. They had. It was. When those and statue I, was, I was trying to be say, polite. I, <laughs> I was trying. I'm a foodie. I, the food is there. I'm there. So I was trying to be polite. And LaShawn was like, you better go in there and eat all this food. You better go eat. Me and Tanisa sat at that table or stood at that table. Shout out to Tanisa. <laughs> yeah, shout out to T. Me and T got food wasted. No, what kind of cat would you be? I'd be a fucking lion or some shit. I want to be in the wild. 
just untamed. Oh, so you just had to go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She wow. just, I, I'm a I thought you were talking about cats. Yeah. That's I, a cat. It's a big cat. I'm a jaguar. I want to be a panther, motherfucker. <laughs> right. <laughs> we all want to be a panther. You ain't saying, like, you ain't saying, wow, cats. You ain't saying, I just want to be free, free. And, and unbothered when yeah. people approach me. Yeah. I want them to think like Very, she right. might maw my ass, and if right. you come at me right, I might love on you and protect right. you. But I want you to think about what you're doing before you approach. Exactly. But just know that you know I'm a beast out here. I work yeah. hard at it. That's right. Like. Yes. We are yeah. awesome. All right. This is great. Like it. Well, I thank you. Time. Thank I you all for coming. coming. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. So, so before much. we leave, it's always something that we like to do, which is talk about things in the community, um, whether it's um, one is a person and one is a place. Nicole, who is your, what's your place today? Who are you going to talk about with business in the community? You mm. want to prepare for that? Want me to go first? I'm, you can go first. Cass Cafe. Ah. <laughs> Cass Cafe is dope. I always have meetings there. The food is great. They have the best salmon BLT sandwich. Every time I go there, I get one. Sometimes I sneak libations if I'm in a meeting. Not a work meeting, though. No, it's great. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm not your boss right now, though. You're not my boss. And then they have, like, <laughs> art um, from, like, Tyon. Tyon Sawyer, mm-hmm. who do uh, him and, like, Sydney James. They do, like, all the murals in the Eastern Market. Oh, okay. Um, he did the... The artwork on side of Whole Foods, so they have like um, mm-hmm. all of these different local artists and stuff up in there, and it's a trendy little spot. They're very accommodating. They're always kind to us when we come, and um, I want to give a shout out to Cass Cafe, and it's very economical. Uh-huh. Good food. Uh-huh. Gotta check awesome, them out. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I've been place? there. It's a great place. Yeah. Good wine. It's clean. It's nice atmosphere. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm gonna take the people portion. Who oh. said people or place? You got a okay. Who's your person? I had a person too. Janice Poindexter. Janice Poindexter, Mother Mazari. <laughs> yes, the mother. Okay. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to her because no matter how busy she is, she's there for the community. She would give her last dime. For her children, for her friends, for whoever. And if I ever call her and need anything, she's right there. And I'll return the favor. So, Janice, I hope you're listening. I love you so much. The community loves you. Um, She speaks for trans women of color everywhere. And um, she's an amazing person. So, shout out to her. And I have a person. Antonio Raphael. Yes. So Antonio is this radical ass dude. I don't know what he does. I just know he's always he's in a some beekeeper. Shit. He's too. a lot of things. He's yeah. always in shit. He's like an <laughs> activist. Uh-huh. I ain't gonna talk about the picture that he took one day because I don't know if it's legal, but it was the one where he was shitting out the flag. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was deep. He's wow. an activist. Yeah. He does but what he wants. Antonio. <laughs> Antonio is this little bitty uh, Latin man with a lot of hair like Fabio, but it's Latin hair. It's beautiful. He has beautiful hair. 
and he's like really radical like he's very smart he goes all over the world and he talks on these um forums and panels and stuff but one thing that antonio did is he started southwest gardens mm-hmm. um i guess and and this is probably accurate on him he just went and found some mm-hmm. land that was fucked up in southwest detroit mm-hmm. and he turned it into gardens and mm-hmm. then i found out his ass was a beekeeper a i didn't know oh, he okay, had beekeepers. okay yeah like he takes pictures full throttle in the whole hookup beekeeper so what I'm gonna do, and I love following his Facebook page, and he's very fearless. He's very outspoken. He's dope. I'm gonna go volunteer at his garden. I want to get my hands in the dirt and stuff like that, and possibly do some projects with him. But I just want to give a shout out to Antonio Raphael of Southwest Gardens. And he cares about women. He does. Let's also put that out there because he was the only man that showed up for us. Doing mute R. Kelly the whole time. Wow, he reached wow. out through social media yeah. to talk about Black Girls Matter. Mm-hmm. He helped Sharon organize the protests and demonstration. He brought lights. He bought the library. He brought sage. He saved the shit out of everybody. The evil <laughs> he saved all. It was saved all up and down. What I said. Damn. He is dope. He's international, so I just I. Yeah, I agree. Shout I'll out to have you, him bro. up here one day. Antonio. Yeah. Shout out, bro. Yeah. All right. Well, thank y'all for coming. Yeah. Give y'all website us. again. Give y'all website again. Wait it's, a minute. We don't get to shout out a person. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, go I'm ahead. Ahead. I got go a person. Ahead. Go ahead. Yes. My go. person is Shaka Singor. Okay. Ooh. That is my brother from, from another mother. Y'all know Shaka? Uh-uh. Who's y'all Shaka? better follow Shaka Singor on Facebook. Shaka Singor. Shaka Singor. Joe Black knows Shaka. You know Shaka? Shaka is my brother from another mother, and he is doing, he, he, wrote, he wrote a book. Uh, about life in prison. He was sentenced to prison when he writing was my wrongs. writing my wrongs. He was sentenced to prison when he was 17 years old. Mm-hmm. And he talks about a lot of things in his book, how a lot of black men suffer from um, what do they call it? PTSD. Because of, yeah. Right. For PTSD and the things that happened to him in prison and the things of how, and, and how he came to find redemption in his life. Mm-hmm. And right now, you know, I was so hurt when he moved to L.A., because you know he's my friend you yeah. know he's our friend and he's you know we we were you know so close to him but he had to, he was just too big for detroit he got a worldwide message oh, yeah. and he's doing this play now called the cell mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's going to be big yeah. and it's on his web page and it gives like he has a lot of stars that's going to be in it uh-huh. and they talk about different people's stories from prison mm-hmm. and how they came to be in prison that. life and things like that so Follow Shaka Singor on Facebook on social media. It's Shaka C H A K A Singor S E N S H A K A. Okay, sorry, Shaka. Didn't he do a TED Talk too? He does. Wow. Yeah, he does. He has TED Talks out there. Get his book. Write him out. on Soul Sundays. Soul Sundays with Oprah. Yeah, yeah. Oprah, and he does. What's the show on on the own network he does about the prisoners when they come home from prison? Oh, he does that. Yeah, he's okay. a producer on that show. So he's doing a lot right now, and he is from Detroit, and he's back and forth here a lot. So he is my guy. Okay. Yep, Shaka Singor. And my place, so it would be 
Nandy's in Highland Park since we were talking about oh. Highland Park. You know, with Shiri or whatever his name Andy. is that was running for governor when he went to Popeye's. When he went to Popeye's in Highland Park and was sitting there eating chicken, talking about come see and talk to him. Everybody's like, well, where else could he have gone? He could have right. took his ass to Nandy's. Yeah. And I just like, she wouldn't let him in. I'm like, well, maybe he shouldn't be there. Anymore. Yeah. I heard he was not. So shout out to Nandy's. They're doing Nandy's. a great thing there. Love they got Nandy. good food. You know, yeah. I've done, I've been to, you know, they have poetry, live poetry there. Mm-hmm. And like I said, they make a mean catfish. That's so shout out to Nandy's Cafe. We're in HP. Shout out to Highland Park. All right, HP. I feel like I feel like some things are about to happen in HP. Yes. Hint, hint. We ain't gonna talk about it on here. We ain't gonna talk about it right now. I don't want everybody to get the can't let the left hand know what the right hand about to do. I'm talking to y'all. Yeah, we got it going. So I have um, five people that I wanted to shout. Is it? Yeah, five people I want to shout out in one place. The five people are. Chanel Hamilton is our oldest daughter who lives in Houston. She's a biology teacher and she is also a entrepreneur. She makes units, hair units. I call them wigs. She told me they're Mm -hmm. called units. Okay. Um, uh, So she'll be here next week. Um, She mails the units up here. She Uh sells hair. Mm -hmm. You know, that long stuff. Yeah, all that stuff. Malaysian, yeah. Caucasian, <laughs> all that. Oh, that. Ain't Caucasian. All that. Like, Malaysian, like, Polynesian, <laughs> all of that. All that. So, um, and you can wait. I got. I don't have wigs. I don't have for five years. From yeah, she's oh, awesome with yeah. that. So that's our oldest daughter. Want to shout out her. Our middle son name is Andre Wadley Jr. He is a PE teacher in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, great guy. He is not an entrepreneur. But if you have some kids that want to play football, baseball, basketball, awesome guy. Awesome guy. He went to college for free on scholarship playing football. So he's just one of those. If you want your kids to have a great male mentor that they can call, definitely reach out to Andre. Um, He's a good guy. Dre Wadley on Facebook. My youngest, our youngest daughter, um, just graduated from Notre Dame. She is uh, getting ready to start her career in film. I want to say, you know, shout out. We're very proud of her. She did a a documentary, did she? Yes. Yes. Okay. So her documentary (coughs) went over very well. She won two awards. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. The Harvard Film Festival Mm -hmm. and the Dallas Film Festival. It was in Dallas. Oh, she went to L.A. also, Sony Studios, and showed it. So this right. year, I'm very proud of all of the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, my two little grandkids, one we call Beans, her name is Celine, <laughs> and Mr. Man, his name is Andre the Third. Right. Um, I want to say I love you to them. One Aww. day they'll hear it, and they know Nana loves them. That's um, those are my five people. Uh, so if you want to support us, just, you know, love our kids. In <laughs> the place, I am not from Detroit. Um, although I love the city, I sell real estate there. I am from Pontiac, Michigan. And Ooh. I want to shout out Elam Brothers Soul Food. Oh, they make a mean catfish sandwich, too. Ooh, what? That sounds good. So yes. Elam Brothers has been in Pontiac 
since I've been there. Uh, you know, the, it, uh, the Elam family owns a barber shop, and they have a soul food restaurant there. If you want to know what Pontiac is about, go get you some Elam Brother Catfish mm -hmm. sandwich. Get you a widened sandwich. Mm -hmm. um, Go next mm -hmm. door, get your hair cut. Mm -hmm. my, I used Solid to get my skirt. hair cut um, there before the locks. Mm -hmm. I'll have my boy Joe or Ro, uh, Jerome. They hook you right on up. They are great guys, do great things in the city of Pontiac. Mm -hmm. And just a shout out to Eden Brothers. All right. Cool. Yes. So if y'all can one more time, give us your website just so everybody can have it. dot Team Peterson Jackson dot com. Our phone number is two four eight two seven zero twenty nine fifty six. All right. Yes. And we want to tell y'all thank you again for coming on the Cats you, Meow. We love y'all to death. Always in favor, we'll support y'all. So we always gonna come when you call. I <laughs> thank you for the Hennessy. <laughs> Hennessy. Yes. Yes. Red cups in the building in the day. That's Red how we do it. The Trey Turner. The Cats Meow. We get it in. What, so thank you everybody for listening. Thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, Red Cups kicking in. And we'll talk to you next time. Whoop. Peace Whoop. out. Bye bye. Bye.